0: I was so confused for a second. I don't get it.
1: <laughs> hey, friends. We are your host, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the Woman well Friends podcast. It's a very scary Halloween, except for the fact that our episode has nothing to do with Halloween. Nope. Okay. You good? Yeah. I'm good too. Are you dressing up for Halloween? Are you doing anything this year?
0: Um I mean yes. <gasps> I mean yes and no. I we have like a fall party that I'm going to that a friend and I are dressing up as Shits Creek characters. Yes. Um, Who are you going to be? I'm I'm I went simple. I'm just going to be Stevie. Um oh, okay. the only like <laughs> effort I put into her costume was I bought a name tag and like a motel like keychain. Um, and I also bought myself a pair of Converse because I'd been wanting them and I was like, this is an excuse.
1: I love, I I love when an outfit or like an event allows you to justify a purchase that you've been holding off on. (laughs) I love that. I I love that for you. I have literally wanted to buy a pair of Converse for years,
0: but I've always like, because they're, I mean, they're literally shoes you could wear anywhere, but, um. I've just always needed, like, running shoes or, like, a pair of sandals when I moved to Florida. Like, just, like, things that made more sense. So, I, like, never bothered buying them. But, like, really, they're not that expensive when you think about it. They're so really not. I actually ended up buying two pair. Um, what? Granted, oh. one of them was on sale. So, and I wanted, I wanted like, the regular, just, like, white, basic Converse. Oh, the and then I also ones. wanted, okay. like, a colorful pair. So, I bought an orange high top. Um So, yeah, I justified being Stevie to buy an outfit. So I, yeah, I'm going as Stevie, and I have a friend who's dressing up as Moira. Um, Yes. And at first we were going to do, at first I was going to dress up as David, and we were going to do, like, a scene, like the the fold-in-the-cheese scene. Yes. Um, But then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I don't know, just, like, where we're having this fall party, I was like, I don't know that I should. So, yeah. i didn't and then i also were going to hollow screams at bush gardens
1: what's that it's essentially is that a haunted house
0: yeah it's like uh so bush gardens is like a, a theme park type thing um and they do like a halloween themed like nighttime whatever i don't actually know what i'm getting myself into um mm. i have friends that are like let's go and so they like bought us all tickets and are refusing to let us pay them back so i was like all right i guess i'll go um so I don't fully know what I'm getting myself into, but okay. they were like, okay. we're all going to dress up in what we were dressing as. So I'm like, cool, that's fine, because my outfit's very comfortable. So here we go.
1: Okay. I love, yeah. first of all, how you not only allowed yourself to justify the purchase of <laughs> one Converse, but that you had the audacity to give yourself a second pair. I just want to applaud yeah. you silently Thanks. on this end. I'm um, very proud of you. Um, also, I love that you also are giving as little effort as possible (laughs) on the one day throughout the whole year that allows you to be extra without judgment. You are like, no, I'm, I'm going to be as simple and as frugal as possible. And I, I applaud that. I applaud that. Well, we're going to New York, so I'm like, I'd rather. Oh, so true, you know? Yeah, you're like I would rather, I would rather pay over three hundred dollars for a Hamilton ticket. Yeah, um, it's all about the experience. It really, you know, as I get older, I'm just realizing I'd rather pay money on the experiences. Like yeah. I'd rather pay money for the friends' experience and good food, and a good hotel room, or Airbnb. Yeah, exactly. than like shopping. I mean, I'll, I could do that as well, but good for you. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. I am not doing anything for Halloween, but I also really wish that I was. Like, I, in my brain, for a couple of years, have wished that I could, like, have the space to throw, like, a house party and, like, force my friends to, like, actually go all out. Oh, I would love to do that, too. It just feels like a fun, and then like make very Halloween themed cocktails for the event. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, I just physically don't have the space for it.
0: Maybe next Halloween, maybe I'll fly up and join you.
1: Oh, in my very limited apartment room yeah. space-wise.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, we don't have to. We don't have to invite like a hundred people. I can invite like your close friends.
1: My f- three friends.
0: And my, me. Four friends. <laughs> my
1: four friends. My four friends and you. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> let's do it. We can anyway. force everyone to do a couple outfit, but then, like, me and you would have to do a couple us outfit together. <laughs> because <laughs> we'd be friends out, like, a. would be the single ones there.
0: Yeah. Mm. That's funny. Anyways. Um, this is getting more
1: depressing. So yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get into this episode. I'm okay. excited about this one. Uh, this might be. Oh, that's a I, I have some to say my favorite, but this is I have one some hot favorite. takes on this episode that I'm this excited to share.
0: That everybody remembers, whether they watch Friends or not. That is accurate.
1: That is accurate.
0: Um, okay, so this is season five, episode sixteen, titled yeah, "The is... One with the Cop." Teleplay by Gigi McCreary and Perry Rain. Story by Alicia Sky. Mm, Ver- I'm going to butcher these names and uh, directed by Andrew Sow originally aired on February 25th, 1999. Mm. Phoebe finds a police badge inside Central Perk sofa and rather than return it, she decides to embark on a good deeds campaign and Joey is unnerved by his romantic dream about Monica.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so this week, guys, I'm not breaking it into... Plot points um, and to be determined if I ever do again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love how there's like no slow introduction of it. You're like, and I'll probably never do that again. Thank you. It's just so much easier to
0: write about the episode when you don't have to break it up. So Yeah, as it's um, happening. It yeah, really I is. mean, I might do that here and there, but for the most part, I'm probably just going to go back to the way that Leanne does it. Sometimes um, unless, it just
1: depends on the scene or does. the um the, story the points are, yeah. Yeah, because sometimes it is very cut and dry. Like, all the friends are separated, so it makes sense for one, like, one plot point just to be talked about. But sometimes they merge and blend together where you are having two plot points inter- intermingle in the same scene. And it's really hard to, like, separate them yeah. out without, like, destroying the scene. yeah So I get it. I get it. I get it.
0: Alright, so we start in the soft open and mm-hmm. we're in the guy's apartment with Chandler and Monica cuddling in a chair, like they just did in the last episode um, and they're doing a crossword puzzle Joey walks in and Chandler asks him for help, like what's a, I think he said six letter word for red
1: um, Which is obviously Joey, maroon
0: Yeah, and Joey's like I don't know, dark red, which is seven letters um, Yeah, and he notices how cute they're being They figure the word out, and he's like, you guys are so cute, Um, and he heads to bed. And we immediately go into a dream sequence of Joey's, Mm -hmm. who is coincidentally having a dream about the scene we just saw, but instead of Chandler and Monica, it's Joey and Monica. So Joey is sitting in the chair. They're doing a crossword puzzle. The word is cat. Um, It's a very simplified puzzle, but essentially everything else in the dream is the same. Only Joey. Is Chandler. Um, and it kind of pans back to Joey sleeping. And I can't remember. Does he immediately wake up and figure out what he just dreamed about? Or is it just like a blissful
1: thing? No, he did. Because his like, eyes okay. go really wide. Okay. Um, the. The Magnadoodle says, Joey, your agent called. Uh, when Joey comes in. I just wanted to point mm-hmm. that out because it does change in this episode. Okay. Um, also, I love Joey's puff coat. Yeah. I, one, love that he wears it. And then I also love when Monica is wearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, have you ever, have you ever dreamt about your friend's man? <laughs> um, I don't
0: think so. I don't dream very much. Sure. I mean, I'm sure I do, but I don't remember my dreams. So, not that I know of,
1: you. Yeah, no, okay. I've never had anything like that. No, okay. Mm-mm. So no,
0: yeah. Um. So we go to the main part of the episode. We're in the cafe, and they're paying for their coffee, and Phoebe's like digging in the cushion to like find more change, um, and she finds a cop's badge coincidentally and chandler makes some offhand comment about how the cafe doesn't serve donuts so
1: why would cops even be in here um <laughs> he loves his own joke he does and i love and, how this will also play into something that happens later yeah and i also think chandler looks really good in red too yes it's like the all, couple all color track
0: yeah um and so phoebe they talk about you know she needs to return to the station and she's like oh maybe i'll see you know i'll pass by the top most wanted list and my friend will be bumped up from number 11 Mm -hmm. um just like jokingly talking about her friend being a criminal and joey enters and is immediately nervous around monica um who he points out is wearing his his sweatshirt not chandler's and she's like is that a big deal and he's like no it's just gonna like smell like you and he's like just kind of awkwardly standing there very nervous um and then ends up just like running off and the friends are all like what the heck um and that's basically all that happens in that scene
1: yeah i i love joey's outfit in this entire episode with his sweater, sweatshirt and his leather coat. I don't know I don't know what it is, but I I think that I really love sweaters on men.
0: He just looks really adorable in the whole He episode. looks
1: good. And I know it's like the 90s leather, like it's got that boxy like very boxy cut to it. But with the sweater on, like, he just looks really good. And I do want to make a point that there was definitely a Bambi reference that Chandler makes in, in this scene as well. There is. Yeah, he talks about, like, the deer, like, on, um, but his mom died or something. Oh, yeah. Like, his mom was shot.
0: Oh, because she, she said something about, or he said, oh, it's, you smell like a meadow. Yes. Exactly. And he's like, oh, his mom was shot in the meadow, or yeah. Something, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I get it. Yeah. Um. It was like a. So then, hat yeah.
1: tip.
0: <laughs> so then we go to the store or a store, and we find Ross. We find out where Ross and Rachel are. They're at the store looking for a couch, mm-hmm. and Rachel looks very annoyed because apparently they've been looking at a ton of couches and they've been there for too long. Yeah. Um, and so he they're both sitting on it, and he's like kind of petting the couch and he's like i want a couch that says kids are welcome here but also come here to me and no. he says them so quickly to each other that it's taken out of context very and rachel the is the guy horrified. the guy asks him like i don't know maybe it was rachel it was like you it was know are you saying that to kids? And he's like, no, 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 I'm saying that to the ladies. <laughs> and she's like, this is a couch, Ross, not a magic couch. Yeah. Um, and so he starts to sign for the couch, and then he realizes that the delivery price is basically the same price as the couch. And he's like, that's ridiculous. I live three blocks away from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he decides in that moment, like, forget the delivery, we're just going to carry it. And so he, like, picks it up, and Rachel's like, that's too heavy for me to carry and so she lifts it and like that couch was way
1: too light for them to be carrying Um, oh i bet they hollowed it out for sure oh for sure yeah because there's no way a couch is that light yeah Um, plus they never have the pillows on which usually add weight but i'll bet like all the underside and the backside of it i'll bet it's i'll bet it's basically two by fours wrapped like the in a cloth like a base two by four frame because you can tell like the couch itself is really squared. Yeah. And I'll bet it's literally just like two by fours with a little bit of like cushioning to round out like the armrests and the back, but not by much because I'm I'm pretty sure it's just a frame of two by fours.
0: Yeah, you're probably not wrong. Um, so they start to walk out and the salesman, you know, tells them to enjoy the couch, mm. which re- makes ross point out like oh we're not together and he laughs and he's like oh he's like yeah something didn't quite add up there um Mm. and ross is intrigued so he pushes rachel back they're still holding the couch and he wants to know more and the guy like explains like you know i don't know how you or how that would end up with that um (laughs) like pointing at both of them and he (laughs) and ross clarifies like we were together at one point and he looks to rachel to like back up what you know, he's trying to tell this guy. And so she agrees, like, yeah, we were together. Um, and he, Ross in this moment is like, yeah, and we did it 298 times. And she's like, you counted how many times we did it? You are such a loser. <laughs>
1: You're such a loser.
0: And he's like, yeah, a loser that you did it with
1: 298 times. Um, uh, My... Dead. My like, I don't know if it's like a little OCD-ness or that that ninety-eight is really yeah. bothering me yeah. a lot. Yep. Um, I'm very frustrated by that. Like I need you sure guys to do it two more times. <laughs> and like technically by the end of the series, they make it to 300 when you count that they conceived Emma and when Rachel says goodbye, quote unquote, before she's supposed to move to Paris. So like in what's inferred moving forward they make it to 300 but the fact that like you guys couldn't have figured it out two more times between between at the beginning and now like you couldn't have i'm really i'm really bumming out by that that's such a
0: a minor thing to bum out about but i get it
1: Uh, yeah um also it's interesting that ross i would consider like i would consider ross like david schumer like a very tall guy wouldn't you Like he looks big. He looks tall. He looks stocky, but also tall. And somehow he looks short compared to the salesman. And like, I'm very, I'm like very thrown off at like the look of the scene because Ross is like short and I'm like, can't justify that in my brain. I don't know what that is because he's not that way.
0: It's an interesting observation.
1: I know. I was just like, I was looking at him all like, why does he seem so like small? And it was like really bothering me. Um, but also final point for the scene. Um, the, the whole, um, I think about this every time I visit New York and I think about, I think about this being synonymous with New York for like all of eternity of the fact that like, how do people decorate their apartments? because you have to you have to carry everything or get it delivered or like it's not I can't just like load up my car like I think about that in terms of like grocery shopping like unless you have a car the only amount that you can carry is what you can carry so you can't you're not doing like major Costco runs in the middle of Manhattan to load up on toilet paper and also your apartment is 200 square feet. So like, where are you going to load that stuff? Like I just, when he was like the fee for delivery yeah. is the same as the couch and I'll just carry it. I'm like, that is, that is my view of New York.
0: Yeah. I, mean, At I feel all like, times. yeah, I feel like it's, it is a thing to like think about. Cause you know, when we go to the grocery store, like, like, I, I despise grocery shopping. I don't mm-hmm. like going. And um, we usually, when I go, like, I'll stock up on things that are, like, non-perishables that I can just have in case I decide next week I'm not going to go grocery shopping. Uh-huh. Um But, like, in New York, like, you can't do that because you don't have the space. Yeah. And, like you said, like, your grocery store might be four stops on the subway away from your apartment. Yeah. And you have to carry all of that stuff. So, yeah, that is a... It's a mindset and like a you know a
1: shift in how you live in a sense which is just would, so interesting i would spend in a, either an absorbent amount of money on restaurants or like an uber eats like uber Eatsing. things oh, for sure yeah or like a instacart delivery
0: like i would we, hands down probably buy my coffee and like a bagel every morning for breakfast on the yeah, way to work
1: absolutely yes Yep. Unless mm-hmm. I like worked in my apartment, but yeah. of course. Yep. And even then, you could probably like walk downstairs and go grab coffee. But, like go and to the, the closest
0: like coffee shop and like work from there. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways. Um, so we're outside and Phoebe is watching a lady put out a cigarette on a tree and she calls her out on it. And the lady like just doesn't seem to care. She's like, I'll do it again the next time I have a cigarette. Mm mm-hmm. um, and Phoebe pulls out the badge from her pocket and yells, book em. And the lady's looking around like, who are you talking to? And she like keeps yelling, book em. And the lady's just so confused. But Phoebe continues to tell her that she needs to apologize to the tree. And she's like, I'm not going to apologize to a tree. And so it makes Phoebe then yell back up. And when the lady realizes that this, she, I don't know if she just like wants to appease her to like make her shut up. Um, but she decides that she's going to apologize to the tree. So she does. And that's really was, like, all that we trying see. trying
1: to call her bluff and then got scared with how, like, loud Phoebe got about yeah. it. It was almost like them playing chicken uh-huh. of, like, who's going to cave first. And yeah. the lady caved. Yep. Yeah. So then we go back
0: to the Ross and Rachel stuff. And we're in Ra- Ross's hallway like at the bottom of the stairs and rachel asked about the elevator and we find out ross lied there isn't one Mm. Um, which that would not have fit in an elevator anyway so
1: no whatever um i mean but some of those some of those like buildings have like more industrial industrial sized sized. elevators so they could have like loaded it in and brought it like vertically yeah that's true
0: Um, so Ross tells him like we're just gonna have to carry it so he gets in the front of the couch and Rachel's behind it and they start lifting up the stairs and he's yelling directions at her the whole time which she follows mostly until they turn it to go up like the next flight and she like doesn't position herself correctly and Mm -hmm. it ends up falling over the railing and landing on the ground and they both look over at it and Rachel's like are you sure like it just doesn't look good right there
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love how Ross when when he did make that joke of like she's like, I thought you said this place had had an elevator. He's like, I I did say that. <laughs> He's like, but I, I I lied. Yeah. Yeah. It was good.
0: Um, so then we go over to the guy's apartment and Phoebe is explaining a story to Monica and Chandler about her using the badge and um they ask her, like, why didn't you return it? You know, you could go to jail for doing for not doing that and she agrees you know like yeah i I think i've been a little drunk on power um Mm -hmm. i need to return it so she like goes to leave yeah and at the same moment
1: joey is walking in there is monica there is the target bullseye on the magna doodle now this is when it switches in the episode yeah um and
0: joey enters and he's immediately nervous again when he notices
1: monica is there Mm -hmm. and
0: she and like neither of them are like any the wiser they just start continuing with their life and monica asks him to like taste something and he like backs up quickly to avoid her and they're like what is wrong and he starts to say okay i had a dream but then he stops and he's like but i don't want to talk about it and chandler's response i thought was so perfect he's like what if martin luther king jr what if mlk did did that he's like i have a dream but I don't but. really want to talk about it.
1: <laughs> it was so good.
0: I was like, "That's that's a good, that's good."
1: Also, um, Joey looks great in his outfit. In this, scene he does as well. Yeah.
0: Um, I think part of it too, and I don't know about you, but for me, is like to see him nervous and like timid mm-hmm. in a way. Like I find that attractive about guys. I don't know why. Um, but I think that also kind of plays with it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, that tells me a lot about you (laughs) i just like guys that are vulnerable okay um anyways joey explains the dream and he ends it with i'm in love with monica and i'll be moving out now um but monica and chandler are quick to reassure him like look it doesn't mean that you love monica it just means that you're attracted to the closeness that they have which they've figured out is probably because they were first friends. So he needs to find a friend or, like, become friends with somebody before, like, the relationship happens. Yeah. Which was like, sound advice, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. And at the same moment, Rachel walks in asking for a measuring tape. And we find out it's in Chandler's room. <laughs>
1: Um, and we'll let you decide what that means. Um. <laughs> oh, they very per- yeah. they very much imply what that means. Yes, and yes. it is hilarious. Um,
0: and while they go get the measuring tape for her, Joey is like looking at Rachel kind of like flirtatiously. And he gives his famous, how you doing mm-hmm. to her. And she's like, okay, Joey. Um, anything else about that scene? Uh, nope. All right, so then we're back outside, and Phoebe approaches this guy who is outside the cafe at his car, which is very illegally parked. Mm. Um, and she tells him, like, look, you can't park there, and she flashes the badge. And his response is putting his little cop light, I don't know what they're called, um, on top of his car, and he's like, yeah, I'm one too, which makes her very nervous. And so she turns to leave, um, but not before he can ask her "Like, what station she works at. So she makes up this story about you know being in Vice, I think she said at the 5-7, um, and she works with Sipowitz, who is currently out due to his partner dying, and she quickly tells him this and then starts to leave again, and he basically calls her out for her NYPD Blue reference, um, <laughs> and she gets
1: spooked, throws his badge, and then runs off. Yeah, so for those of you that never watched, um, Phoebe references a man named Andy Sipowicz. As Llewellyn said, it's from NYPD Blue when she's talking to Gary. Um, Michael Rapoport, who plays Gary, guest starred in season one, episode three of NYPD Blue. And David uh, appeared as Josh Goldstein. Remember 4B from last episode? look at that Mm parallel in four episodes of nypd blue so they have very much like a crossover of actors in this reference in this like scene Mm -hmm. also um the drive the driveway behind the car like the drive area doesn't look wide enough for a car like it has in previous scenes. Like with the taxi. Yeah. It seems very much like a closed, more of a close set. Like they've moved things around. Um and then I also just wanted to say, like, he's he's a little cutie. Like he's like New York cutie. Mm. And good for Phoebe. Not yeah. Uh, here's I see okay, that. here's but here's why I, I actually have a hard time saying that because like I don't think he's cute i just think he's a cutie for phoebe if that makes sense okay
0: yeah no i get that
1: like with her like he's very like he's very like new york like we'll see him later when he you know shows up but he's very like new york but also very like he like goes for it he like gets what he wants and phoebe's very like fun and flamboyant and like i don't know i just think they they're really good together um and that's why i say like he's a cutie i don't think he's very cute but i think he's a cutie got it that makes sense
0: um so then we go up to the apartment and rachel asks joey for help moving Ross's his couch um which at first he doesn't at first he tells her like no i can't but then he's like you know but anything for you so i won't go to my audition or my acting class um and she's like, okay. And then he starts to point out Monica and Chandler's closeness and says that he wants to get himself one of those. <laughs> and <laughs> Rachel is very confused and is like, what are you, okay, Joey, what's up? So he explains, you know, Monica and Chandler were friends first. And, you know, maybe Rachel, like, we're friends. So maybe we should crank things up a bit. And she is flattered, as she tells him, but no. Um, you know, I think what you're looking for is like you, you need to find somebody, become friends with them and then date them. You know, it's it's a long process, but it's worth it. And he reluctantly agrees. But then he ends up saying, like, I wish I would have seen Phoebe
1: first because <laughs> I think she would have gone for this. Uh, Yeah, this is the first little barest of a hint. Of a whole entire storyline that should have never made it onto the series. Yep. 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 Um, uh, okay. So then we go back to
0: the hallway where Ross is. And this is the scene that I think anybody who oh, watches wait. or. Sorry. Yes.
1: Back to that last scene. Okay. Um. Okay. What I thought was very interesting was I think that in that scene, it looks like Joey is wearing The second layer from last week's episode, the charcoal speckled turtleneck. It's possible. And I wouldn't have noticed it if I hadn't watched these episodes back to back. But I'm pretty sure that that was a part of it. So I just wanted to just wanted to lay that out. Continue. Okay,
0: Um, okay. As I was saying, this is one of those scenes that I think whether you watch Friends or not, you would know it as Friends Uh by one simple word. And that is pivot. Yeah. So we come into the scene and Ross is sitting on the couch at the bottom of the stairs and he's patting it and like saying like, come to me. <clears throat> and like his sexual voice of like trying to get a woman to come. I think he's practicing what he would do.
1: Come to him. Um, Just I want you to yeah. make sure you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Come to him. Yes. The way you stopped got me all nervous.
0: <laughs> uh, anyways. Um. Rachel walks in and he asks, and she said, oh, I brought help. And he's like, Joey? She's like, no, I brought the next best thing. <laughs> and Chandler walks in and he, he goes, was so the so next best thing would have been Monica. <laughs> um, and Chandler agrees. He's like, yeah, she's freakishly strong.
1: Yeah. I love how Rachel brought like gloves, rope, and a hammer. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure how any of that is going to uh,
0: help. Honestly, Ross probably was like, can you go get these things? Yeah, maybe. Um, which, like, why don't you have them, Ross? But whatever. Um, so Ross proceeds to show them a sketch that he has drawn, explaining how they're going to move this couch up the stairs. Mm-hmm. And in looking at it, he's, like, pointing out, this is Rachel, this is you, and all of that, whatever. She, like, looks at one spot, and she's like, what is that? She's like, you think very highly of yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Chandler's like, wow, I, th- I just thought you were really excited for this couch. He's like, that's <laughs> and Ross- my arm. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that's definitely my arm, guys. Um, So they start taking this couch up the stairs. Ross is in the front. Chandler's kind of like under it slash on the side of it. And Rachel's in the back again. Mm-hmm. And Ross is like yelling at them to like, you know, lift it and turn it. And then he eventually begins yelling pivot. And it just gets louder and louder and more obnoxious and shouting it more obnoxious like you just have to go watch this scene mm-hmm. you can find it literally anywhere because it's, it's literally the best um, and it gets to the point where he yells it so many times that Chandler stops and just yells shut up shut up shut up and it's hilarious and it's probably it's, it's an iconic scene it's one of my favorite scenes in the whole series um, and they stop and realize that this couch is not going up these stairs, so they're trying to take it back down, and then they end up getting stuck in the mm-hmm. staircase. Yeah, and raw Ro- or Rachel just stands there, and he's like, "Man, I like I don't know why that didn't work. You had a sketch, and <laughs> it it's funny. It's I don't really know how to like give this scene justice because you can't without watching it. Um,
1: I uh, good. I swear that once he gets what's once Chandler gets out from. I guess, on top of the, like, being stuck between the railing and the couch when he actually starts to, like, kind of move around and carry it up the stairs. I think, I swear, Matthew, pa- like, I th- I swear that because both of their backs were to the camera, I could have sworn that I saw, like, he probably broke while under and, like, slashed yeah. behind the couch while he was, like, about to go, like, in the stairway area. Um Yeah but there's, I also... a, I mean, there's like a there's
0: like bloopers of this scene like, oh yeah floating around on social media that are even more hilarious than the actual episode
1: yeah because they're like dying of laughter yeah here's here's my hot take <laughs> that couch could have fit up those stairs no i think i think they're like in the last episode there were some real laugh out loud moments for me And I don't know if it's because I because this scene is so like familiar and it's one of the things that people latch on to. But it is. It is. It was not very funny for me. I I, I don't actually think this. (sighs) I think situationally it's funny. But I think because I've seen it so many times, I like, I literally got through the whole scene without laughing. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, like, have I built that whole scene up in my head? Because that's what everyone latches on And I don't know if that scene is actually very funny. I don't think it's very funny, even th- even though like it's it's funny, like the idea of it's funny. I just am like, oh, no, like that one scene does not bring up the whole episode in a rating for me like some other scenes do in different episodes where I'm like Man, yeah no, that one that. scene totally takes over the entire rating I was going to rate it lower but now it's higher because of that one thing yeah this does not do that for me at all I'm very yeah. neutral on the scene and I'm I'm kind of <laughs> heartbroken about it
0: no I mean that's an honest review I think because it is so like heightened and people talk about it all the time I think it's it's one of those scenes that people just assume is funnier but no I would agree like watching as we're watching through all of them like it's it's really not as funny in the context of the show as other scenes are but Mm -hmm. yeah no I can I mean I can see that and I think people would agree with with it as well
1: okay I was like oh no I'm gonna be the black sheep of this friend's family if I say that the scene wasn't didn't do anything for me (laughs) No, no, you're funny. You're fine. Um, Okay.
0: Then we go back to the guy's apartment. Mm -hmm. Joey enters, and I think it's Monica Chandler and Rachel. And they ask if he's made some friends. Um, Yeah. And he says yes. And he starts to kind of walk away, and they're like, okay, like, what does that mean? Um, But he's like, yeah, I I, I slept with them, or I slept with her. And he... He blames Rachel. He's like, look, I slept with her and a roommate because you didn't give me advice. You gave me a pickup line. You told me to build a found. I want to build a foundation with them. And it worked so well. I got to sleep with both of them. Yeah. Um, I he's like, I ir- became irresistible. irresistible. <laughs> um, which essentially he's saying, like, I, I like, don't care anymore. Um, mm-hmm. He is somehow forgotten about the fact that he wants this closeness um
1: yeah anything else in that scene the only note i wrote was threesome and i don't i don't even remember why i wrote that did they make a reference to it because he
0: slept with both her and her roommate and he's like it was a threesome like it was a no-brainer
1: yeah okay that's the that was literally my only note (laughs) just threesome
0: um so we go the last scene of the show we go over to the apartment and Mm -hmm. joey enters with a pizza that he found on the second floor um, which he is now the only one partaking of yeah and there's a knock at the door and it's a cop and he says Phoebe Buffet, open up and Joey, Joey. immediately like puts the piece back in the pizza box and like shoves it under the couch and like nervously tries to hide um he, the, the fact that he thinks like someone's after him for a pizza is so funny it's, it's funny um but we find out he's looking for Phoebe and the friends are like the friends are all nervous and she's like look if i'm going down
1: you're all going down too for harboring a fugitive i love how she just like offers up her friends yeah oh for sure like like if i'm going you're going too good luck chandler uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so she opens the door and it's gary from earlier mm-hmm. um and she's like getting her stuff and it's like you know you're gonna you're going to take me downtown and like book me or whatever, but like, I'm going to call my lawyer and like, you guys are going to have to argue it out. And, um, he is like, you know, like, yeah, like I have to do that. And he's like, or I guess I could, you know, just like let this one slide or tell him I couldn't find you or you weren't here. And she's like, oh yeah, you could, you could definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he agrees. He's like, look, I'm like, I'm not going to, not going to take you in or I'm not going to arrest you. And she's like, kind of shocked but like okay and eventually he's like actually you know like maybe you you might want to like go out with me and she's like completely taken back Mm -hmm. but um he she asks like how did you figure out who i was and like where i lived he's like oh i ran the fingerprints on the badge that you threw at me and this was your last known address
1: yeah he's like your your fingerprints were all over the badge <laughs> yeah so i just ran them
0: <laughs> and she goes oh that's that's wise that's that's nice um and then he like makes some mention about you know your resume or your didn't say resume your background is very interesting to me yeah um and she agrees that they can talk about that over dinner <laughs> so they go to leave and chandler makes a joke um about like oh like don't just take her out for donuts no, the and,
1: guy makes a joke. Oh, yes, he does. And Chandler about laughs. Donuts. And Chandler laughs. And I love how full circle that is. Because we, we basically yes. we basically start off the episode with yeah. Chandler making a cop joke about donuts and laughing by himself about it. And then yeah, the and fact so that... Yeah, he's laughing again. Yeah, because he talks about maybe like taking her to an Italian place. And he's like, well, we can't just go and get donuts somewhere. And Chandler's like, fully invested in this joke. He loves... That and the friends made. all look at him like he's nuts, and he's like, "The dude's got a gun, yeah um i I love how the guys at one point go nice, like they're they're because obviously all the friends are standing right there as he's like asking her on a date, yeah, and she and they're like nice because he makes like you know he like makes it very intentional, and I love that they're just as invested, it kind of reminds me of how they were acting last episode but on the opposite side of the spectrum with, like, how Chandler is handling, like, Monica when they're, like, Um, Mm -hmm. but they're on the opposite end of that. Um, Yeah, I thought it was really cute how he came, like, under the guise as if he was getting her in trouble and how she was so convinced that she was that she just started, like, throwing all she had at him and he just slowly starts to, like all right, well then maybe I could tell them that you weren't here because like his whole point of going over there is to ask her out. And I thought it was so cute how that exchange happened. Yeah, it was good.
0: Um, Okay. Anything else from the episode before the tag?
1: Um, I will just say that in kind of the jokes and obscure references that happen along with the Indy Sipowitz, Rachel references Jane Pauly from Dateline NBC as the only woman she's she'd ever kiss while she was helping Ross um, like get his couch upstairs to his apartment. Jane Polly has twins, a boy and a girl, born in 1983, named Ross and Rachel. Nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. Uh, that's full circle. Yeah. Um, okay. So in the tag, we're in the store, and Ross I love is this scene. Arguing and trying to return the couch... Which is now cut in half. Yeah.
1: Completely destroyed. I love how they um, didn't show the couch until the very end. Yeah. So the only thing you're getting is, like, their dialogue about it. Yeah. And it
0: is it is literally cut in half. But he's trying to say, like, I'm not satisfied with it because it's cut in half. And the lady's like, you can't return a couch. It's cut in half. Um, and finally, she's like, look, I can give you store
1: credit of $4. And he's like, I will take it. His. I this scene is so funny to me because Ross is so straight man approach about it. Like the fact that she's like this, it's cut in half. And he's like, yes. And I'm telling you that I'm not satisfied with it. (laughs) And she's like, did this couch get delivered to you? Cut in half. And he, like, he never addresses her question. He only ever works it back as if, like, the couch is not satisfactory for him. And yeah. I love how straight he approaches it. And and on the other end, I love her no-nonsense approach. Like, sir, this couch is cut in half. <laughs> Did you cut this couch in half? <laughs> it's just, they're so good together in the scene. I do want to point out that the saleswoman um, starred in Scrubs, whose creator, Bill Lawrence, was a writer for season one of Friends.
0: Nice. Good catch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Favorite scene?
1: (sighs) Okay. This is really tough. i want to say my favorite moment is chandler talking about mlk (laughs) (laughs) it was good but my favorite scene i think it's the tag my favorite okay. scene has got to be the tag. I think they did so well in the writing of it. They're, they're like chemistry on set, like between the two of these actors. Ross playing the straight man and her being like no nonsense and like them coming like batting up together, I think is the funniest situation for the whole episode. Mm-hmm. What about you?
0: Um... <laughs> I I think I'm going to say um also about the couch. I'm going to say when they're first getting the couch and the uh-huh. dialogue between like Ross and Rachel at the end when he like ca- has counted how many times they've done it. Um and just like how she is like very already irritated with him, like the fact that you're making me carry this couch, but then also you're such a loser for counting. Um I just thought it was hilarious and Mm -hmm. very on brand for Ross to like stick up for. I'm not paying that. And yeah, we're going to carry this ourselves, but also like, you know, I'm going to defend the fact that I did date her because I'm, I'm enough to date her. Mm -hmm. It was just, I don't know. It was funny. It was, it was was good. So that's what I'm going to say. Rating. Yeah.
1: Rating. Here's, I think I'm going to give it. Now that I'm comparing the last episode in my brain to this episode, I regret not having rated it how you rated it as a seven, 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 because I, I think it's a really good episode and I am, I'm going to post date a new rating for the last episode
0: Okay.
1: And this one I'm going to give a this is tough. Unagi with a tag. Okay. It's not quite a how you doing to me and that's why I ranked the other one higher now that I've like seen them back to back because that that one like I laughed out loud several times. It was it was very funny to me but I, I just can't justify giving this one the same as what I thought the last one was. So, unagi plus a tag. You? Nice. Um I would just say unagi
0: like right in okay. the middle. Mhm. Um it was funny, but yeah, like
1: you said, not as funny as the last episode. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I think it's very interesting how our favorite scene had nothing to do with the pivot, <laughs> but yet it it had like bookends. I
0: know it's <laughs> just Pivotine. so the pivot is just... great and like I it's funny like to me it is funny even watching it but like for <clears throat> the, the thing that I relate to that episode and that scene is the first time I saw it mm-hmm. which was I like the first time I ever watched this show fully through was with my cousin when she was pregnant and so it was like something that we bonded over and so every time we see like a reel with that or like a picture of something like that like we send it to each other as like a a memory of like you remember when we like died laughing on our couch about this episode like so i think that's why i enjoy that scene but yeah like you said like it's not in the context of the full show as you're watching it back to back like it's not that funny of a scene compared to others
1: yeah so yeah okay trivia <sighs> trivia time post show wrap up maybe okay. it won't be as quick as last one mm,
0: well this one we've already seen so which friend donated You'll $200 to, help
1: with to that.
0: the try searching in the Apple watch app on your phone
1: what's happening oh my watch what <laughs> just happened I was literally like where is that coming from I think I must have accidentally okay. pressed a button sorry right. but um, didn't hear a friend... word you said
0: <laughs> which friend donated $200 to the PBS marathon or telethon
1: Oh Phoebe.
0: uh Phoebe. hmm Yeah. Um which friend was the first to break the no date New Year's Eve pack?
1: Ooh uh, Ooh Phoebe
0: wait. wait. Wait, wait. No, was it
1: was it Monica? Joey? Wow. <laughs> None well, of then. our answers are correct. Oh, dang it. It was Rachel, wasn't it? Rachel seems like the most insecure. No. Dang it! Then I don't know. It was Chandler. What? That is, I don't know, somehow shocking to me. Yeah. Okay, well, fail. <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay, post, or, um, recommend to a friend. We're already in post wrap-up. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Do you have girl. any social media spotlights? Oh, yeah. I'm, like, literally looking at them. That's hilarious. Um... Uh Mohawk Chidadi sent us a uh meme. Oh, wait, did I already do this one? The one with uh Joey's face in the twenty twenty three being three months away? Um, I think so. Okay, never mind. Uh, anyways, I think I guess thanks, Mohawk. Uh, I think we already read that. And then just Fran Emmerich liked our story, the one that had like the nostalgic playback of behind the scenes from friends. Appreciate that, and then our friend, uh, our friend Grace, also messaged us a meme that I am going to hold on to for a later episode, way, way, way in the future. But I, um, I appreciate her sending that. So that's pretty much it. So nothing really of any dynamic working. Okay. Oh wait, we got a we got an email. From our Swedish friend. She says, I've been listening to the latest episode and thought of Rachel finding out about Monica and Chandler. I agree that Monica isn't that stupid. And she knows that Rachel knows. So in a couple of episodes, when everybody finds out, when Joey says them, it shouldn't be a surprise that it's Joey and Rachel. Which I thought was a very good point. Yeah. Um, she also says, plus some great moments ahead, Joey's unisex mix-up, boxers marked excess, not excess, and Monica's strong handshake that might be a problem for Chandler. I totally agree how Monica is so beautiful in this season, and I find Chandler really good-looking from now on, too. Monica, as his girlfriend and wife, is the best thing that happened to him. There's always something wonderful to add to the season, and it's wonderful. So, thank you to our Swedish friend. Yeah. Okay now recommend to a friend.
0: Okay. Um I just have I don't really know that mine's a recommend, more so just like a confession. Mm. Um but I it is October, guys. Um and at the release of this episode, it will have already been two weeks since I started fully listening to Christmas music and like committing. Um uh, now I know that there's like a debate out there, at least in America, I don't know how it is anywhere else. But at least in America, there's always a debate every year that, you know, do you start listening to Christmas music the day after Halloween or the day after Thanksgiving? Because people mm. argue, like, I've got some friends that are like, you never start listening until after Thanksgiving. Like, you have to give that holiday its time. Like, and then there's others that are like, no, as soon as as soon as soon Halloween's over, it's like Christmas season. Um, and honestly, I've never been like invested in either of those because like christmas music to me is literally just another genre it's just music um does it have a a wintry theme of course but it's just music to me so um i don't care when you start listening to it but i do like to make mention when i fully commit to listening to it for like the season and this year it happened to start on october 14th um and specifically that day because i already talked about it the backstreet boys released their album and it's incredible and i love it and i've listened to it nonstop since it came out um and i'm starting to like build my christmas list for the year or not christmas list but christmas music list for the year and it's incredible so i guess this is me just saying and recommending that if you want to listen to christmas music before halloween give yourself that luxury because there's something magical about christmas music that's just great I could hear the same song 5,000 times in a week and still love it. So I don't know. That's just where I'm at. So if you've been contemplating listening to Christmas music and it's not quite Halloween yet, just do it because it's great. That's all.
1: I'll be honest. I don't think I've ever heard the like before Halloween or um, after Halloween versus after Thanksgiving.
0: Hopefully. I've
1: always just heard Thanksgiving. So when everyone says, do you listen to th- like Christmas music before or after Thanksgiving, the before really doesn't have like a quantifier. It's just no. any time before Thanksgiving, are you listening to Christmas music? And then after I've never heard it like it's either after Halloween or after Thanksgiving. So that's a really interesting, like, I have never, I've never heard Halloween brought up as, like, a point of reference. It's always just been, like, before or after Thanksgiving. What Like, mm. what's your preference? Yeah, I've had so a that's few people interesting that say Halloween. That. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay. Um. My recommend to a friend is dang it I literally thought of one and then I lost it um I guess I don't have a recommend to a friend this week oh wait That's no I do I have a podcast which we talk about all the time <laughs> I have a podcast recommend um which I just found it's apparently been happening for over two years and I didn't know about it but you know like in the world of rewatch podcasts now I follow several of them some of my favorite shows there is um let me find the ones that I follow there is uh, shows I listen to Where are they? Office Ladies, which is an Office Rewatch podcast. I listen to Parks and Recollection, which is a Parks and Recreation uh rewatch podcast. I listen to a Marvel TV series. It's called Um 30 Questions and it's it's named depending on which television series recently came out. So the latest one was Moon Knight 30 Questions where they go through all the episodes. Um, and then I also watch The Twilight Effect, which is a Twilight rewatch podcast. And I also watch Welcome to Our Show, which is a new girl rewatch podcast. So there's a, in the world of rewatch podcasts, you there's never a shortage of opportunities. But I usually tend to bend towards the ones that are like officially done by someone who was in the show. Which is, again, why I, why I always say that if someone from Friends ever does a, re, like a rewatch show, like that day will be our last day recording, no matter where yep. we're at in the yep. series. Because I wouldn't blame anyone else for defaulting to the person who was there, who can give more context and more details about what happened on the show. But the newest one that I have recently landed on that I didn't even think that I needed in my life was a podcast called I Am All In with Scott Patterson, who was Luke on Gilmore Girls. And he is watching the show for the very first time. He has never seen the show, the, the show that he was in. He's never seen it. So he is watching it through for the first time and walking through the show himself and also inviting a bunch of guest stars and – um Like producers and show writers and actors and actresses and um, uh, executive producers and showrunners and like set designers, like anybody who worked on the show, he's like inviting them back in to interview and talk about their... Um, the episode that they're they're talking about and their part in it, and it's been really great so far. So it's called um, I Am All In with Scott Patterson. It's an iHeart podcast. Um, They started back in early 2021. Um, So we're almost like a complete two years in. So highly recommend I Am All In podcast to a friend
0: that's so that's so
1: interesting um i might have to start
0: listening to that because i have and I, I feel like i say this and some people are like how could you not have but i've never seen gilmore girls i've <gasps> seen i know what? okay well let me let me retract that i've seen episodes like here and sure. there sure um but i've never i mean you like, couldn't have ignored, ignored right it and it's not forever. like and the reason i haven't like watched it is not because i don't want to watch it like i fully believe that i would love that show if i watched it um it's just one of those like right now like i'm not sure that i want to invest in a show that's like more than two seasons (sighs) and long but now that you're saying that like i almost i almost would like to watch it like watch an episode and then listen to the podcast and then watch Mm -hmm. an episode and like kind of simultaneously like work my way through it yeah because i've I like fully believe I would love the show. There's like no ifs ands or buts about it. I've just it's never been one that I'm like, oh, let me go watch that. You know. And honestly, like this
1: time of year, fall is like why? Why is perfect. that? I've had that question. Like everybody's like, it's Gilmore Girls time, and I'm like, yep. And it's like very trendy on Instagram right now is or it set TikTok in fall? and. No, they have like every season. It just. Like Stars Hollow, the way it is. Is like it because the, it's just like a feel-good show? It's like, yeah, it's like a small and fall is town. like the feel-good season. Feel-good. It's, it's a really... I like it a lot. And I've been tempted to like... I haven't watched it since um, like the depths of the pandemic in 2020. Because that's when I, I, did, I did some damage in my re-watching of all the shows that I watch. I am... I'm almost horrified to tell people the amount of content that I consumed within like a six month span it's starting like, from totally early fine. March. Can I admit?
0: It's like, I mean, go for it. I mean, I know I'm probably exactly the what same. happened.
1: Yeah. No. No, I don't think you are. <laughs> Here's why. <laughs> I watched The Office through three times. Uh, and as a reminder Uh, It's nine seasons.
0: But they're 30-minute episodes.
1: uh, Yeah, but still. Three times. (laughs) Three. Full. Start to finish. I watched Gilmore Girls all the way through. I watched Parks and Rec all the way through. I watched um, New Girl all the way through twice. Um, I watched... What were some of the ones that I just mentioned? Oh, Parks and Recreation, twice. Um, and that is in addition to the other things happening, like Tiger King, which was obviously very big at the beginning of the pandemic, because no the world was not doing Never anything else it. but watching Tiger King. So it was in addition to other things that I was also watching at the time. Uh so I it was a lot in a 6 month period. It was a lot.
0: I mean was, okay but lot. I I honestly can't re- I can't remember all the things I watched but I did watch a lot. Like I watched a lot on Disney Plus, like a lot of my childhood shows like Boy Meets World, Hannah Montana, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. things that I now like probably wouldn't sit down and watch, but like at the time I was like these are mindless, I've seen them.
1: Oh, and them. also Criminal Minds.
0: Oh yes. Yeah, mm, I did that too. <laughs> a couple times.
1: Which Criminal Minds is Those an hour like long. Hour long. And episodes, there's like yeah. 12 seasons. Yeah. Or 15. 14. There was there's a lot of seasons and Yeah. And so that as well. In addition to the 32211 of the other. Yeah. I, I did that. I did a lot of damage. I it's all I did. I yeah so anyways um yeah so it's um but I haven't watched go Girl girls since then and I really I really want to watch it again but like I'm almost tempted to like get Netflix again to like binge through it but right now I'm binging through um house because I haven't seen that in several years um and I just wanted to see Hugh Laurie because he's so attractive
0: nice all right
1: we should we're, end we're over we're an hour long. and you're getting yes. mad okay uh next week we're going to cover the one with rachel's inadvertent kiss and it's my turn to take back over the lead yes. so i will i'm grabbing the baton um virtually from you right now Llewellyn. you are okay. free praise okay um all right so we will catch you guys next week
0: on the one the friends podcast